Hi there, fellow wanderers. I'm Mary Ellen. And I'm Joanna. Welcome to Hacking Your Wanderlust, the podcast where two adventurous moms share everything we've learned about how to explore the world without breaking the bank. We're on a mission to unlock the secrets of travel hacking and make budget adventuring a reality for everyone. We get it. Between school drop-offs, baseball practice, and endless snack requests, finding the time and money to travel can be a challenge. But you are in the right place. We're here to share our tips, tricks, and personal stories of turning ordinary family trips into extraordinary but affordable adventures. Whether it's scoring amazing deals on hotels, finding hidden hacks to help you land your first business class flight, or even just advice on how to fit everything into a carry-on, we've got you covered. And let's not forget the joy of discovering new cultures, creating lasting memories, and showing our kids that the world is their playground, all while staying within a budget. So buckle up, grab your favorite travel mug, and join us every week as we embark on a journey of hacks, laughs, and wanderlust wonders. This is Hacking Your Wanderlust, where the adventure begins on a budget. Okay, Joanna, speaking of travel mugs, what is your favorite travel mug? Because I absolutely have one and I have requirements for what makes a good mug. Okay, well, controversial opinion time. Uh, I am right the, off the bat, <laughs> right out of the gate. I'm good at that. I am the person in the car with the open mug of coffee, just no mm. lid, just a full regular mug from my kitchen. And I'm sure you're wondering, do you spill on yourself on a regular basis? And the answer is yes, I do. And I still keep doing it. Oh, well, no, <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I'm not really uh, like travel mug with a lid kind of Yeti person. I definitely, my favorite mugs are from trips that we've been on and the requirements are they need to be a pottery style mug and they need to be big enough. I cannot stand like a little tiny mug. It, it has to be sufficient. I, I do agree with that. And I love getting unique mugs from destinations. It's a big, big one of mine. And I love handmade ones. But um, what I hate more than anything is a travel mug with one of those lids that you just kind of push in the top. And then they, uh, yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Starbucks yeah. has these. They're just these little weird push-in lids and they never stay. So you have the security of thinking you have a lid and then you end up spilling on yourself anyways. So I just skip that step. Skip right on. <laughs> well, it is our very first episode, and we are so thankful to have listeners um, who want to travel and explore the world with their families. So let's get into how we got started with travel hacking. So tell me, Joanna, what was your very first travel hacking experience? How did you get into it? Where did it come from for you? Okay, these are great questions. Um, for me, I think it was a little bit of an unorthodox situation. So a couple things were happening at the same time. Um, I had gotten engaged to my partner of 10 years, which was very exciting. Ooh, and oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and I had started looking into wedding costs and honeymoons and I was so overwhelmed I am such a budget person. I am such a DIYer. So I knew I was going to do everything for my wedding myself, keep that budget as small as possible. But I was still like, how are we ever going to make a honeymoon happen? Even on the budget wedding 
it was just, it felt very unattainable. And around the same time, my mom had kept talking about this thing called travel hacking, and she was kind of hush-hush about it. And that is because she had access to a course and didn't feel that she could share that information since she paid for it. My mother is very sweet and wonderful, and I really appreciate her moral compass on this. But I was frustrated. And so in a a rebellious spirit, I set out to learn everything that I could because I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that they had gone on vacations. And I was like, how are you guys doing this? Like, you don't have tons of money. They're just average, hardworking American people how are you doing this? And I learned very quickly how they were doing it. It was all travel hacking. It was all points and miles. And once I fell into the rabbit hole, I could not get out. It kind of became an obsession and fascination. So I would love to know, how did you get into all of this? Tell me. Oh my gosh. It is such a rabbit hole. That is so true. But for me, I got started many years ago. My husband and I had a big anniversary coming up. We were at the time a one income household. So I was a stay at home mom with two kiddos, was a teacher in the past, but decided to stay home with our kiddos. So we were a one income household and we wanted to go on this big dream trip for a big anniversary. Wanted to go to Banff. Have you ever heard of Banff up in Canada? Oh my god. Canadian Rockies, right? I started shooting for the moon with this travel hacking. Yeah, you did. I really went big to the begin with. So I wanted to go to Banff. I wanted to go to Yoho National Park as well up there. But I didn't really know how to get there on our budget. So I don't know how it came to me. It was before travel hacking, I feel like, was a well-known thing. And I thought, you know what? If we open this credit card, I think we can have enough points to pay for a flight, one flight. And we did. And that felt like such a huge win. We went on our trip and it just was magical. It's every bit as beautiful. That's for another day, but it is absolutely so beautiful that you think I am in a movie. This is not real life, but we got there by using credit card points for one of our flights. Now, if I knew then what I know now about travel hacking, we could have gotten so much further, right? We could have probably done both of our flights or hotels. There was so much to learn, but that was my first taste of travel hacking. Oh my god. And gosh. then years later, years later, I was just such a good budget person who thought I'm always going to use a debit card because when I use a debit card, then I am doing the right thing for my family. I am not going to get us in credit card debt. I I can tell that you. Yes, you can just see me like getting excited because we were we were in our debt free journey. Like I had, yes. we had yes. spent a lot of years fixing our credit scores, getting totally out of credit card debt. I was determined that I was never going to use a credit card again because they were evil yes. and right. they were a trap. Yes, but. I- Travel hacking has changed everything. Same, because I realized, okay, I am responsible enough at this point. I understand I can't spend more money than I have each month. Mm -hmm. And the concept that, oh, wait, if I use a credit card, I can be earning points for the same thing that I was getting nothing for with a debit card. And I just pay it off each month. That's kind of the basic travel hacking 101. You have got to be able to use a credit card responsibly. So I came to a point that I was like, wait a minute, 
I don't want to get nothing by using this debit card. I want to be getting rewards with credit cards. And then that's the way that my family can travel. That's the way that we can still on our income and within our budget, make travel hacking by using the same spending that we're already doing the same grocery shopping. Yeah. Everything the same. And so that's a light bulb went off at some point. And that's when my travel hacking really kicked into overdrive. And I started Googling everything, watching every YouTube video I could find, just really deep diving into, hold up, what is this travel hacking thing? And how can I leverage this to help my family travel more? Yep. That sounds very familiar. People that travel hacking is the most well-suited for are the people who are very debt conscious, budget conscious, have a minimum 700 credit score. Absolutely. And so these are the people that are most naturally terrified of credit cards. A lot of them may be following the program of you know, the great Dave Ramsey, which people have lots of controversial opinions about. But I did use his steps and his book to get ourselves out of debt. And he literally tells you to cut up your credit cards when you're done. Right. He does not right. believe in points and miles. He says it's a trap. So there's a lot of mindset shifting that has to happen if you're one of the right. people in those camps. But I am here to tell you, it is worth it. I do not have any credit card debt. My credit score has gone up so much. I, 800 is around the corner. It is Ooh, so close. I can no almost it. I know. You get there, and, girl. I have more credit cards than I ever thought I would have in my entire life, and I have plans for many more in the future. And doing this has enabled me to pop down to Georgia to see my 90-year-old grandmother when I feel like it versus, you know, like her, her 90th birthday just happened. And before travel hacking, I would have had to say, I really cannot scrape together $300 for a flight to Atlanta. That's just not in our budget right now. Right. And so, I mean, what I love about travel hacking is because it's not just what you see on Instagram with these big business class international flights to somewhere marvelous. That is part of travel hacking. And that's amazing. And I love that. But for our family, and I know for yours, it's also being able to go see grandma. It's being able to go pop down somewhere domestically that's not glamorous for a weekend in a way that you couldn't do that before. Absolutely. I'm taking my brother on a trip to Minnesota of all places in January, and there will be an episode about that in the future. But I get to do this because I have a stockpile of points and there was a sale and I was like, where can we go? That's interesting. We're going to explore some of our Swedish heritage. It's the, the possibilities really are endless. And I absolutely love the dreams of the bigger trips. And I have many of them that I'm already working towards right now. But for me, my entire learning process has been learning how I can just do the small family things that I wasn't even able to do before. I mean, my last vacation was March of 2020 before I started doing this. That is a long time to go all the way until 2023. And then I finally got into this, learned everything, and I was off running. Yay. So what was your first card then? What was your first official travel hacking card when you got into this? So I am actually really embarrassed. Um, And this will tie in to my tip of the week at the end. So stay tuned for that. I did not know what 5 of 24 was. And I got really excited 
And my mom suggested Southwest Rapids Reward would be a good place to start because we have a big Southwest hub here. And it just made a lot of sense that I would want those points to start with. And so I opened that card. And I was still very new to the process and it was great. It was back when the sub was 50,000 points and now they have it for 75,000 points, which is horribly painful, but I earned it really quickly and I was very excited. And then I learned that I was somewhat limited because of some cards that I had opened the year before for silly reasons. Mm. And I know we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) So I'm just going to keep that all in. Um, But it was backwards. Most people start with, um, you know, there's kind of a king card, which I won't mention because I want to see what your first card was first. Okay. So My first card, I'm going to give you two because I'm going to give you the first card for our trip to Banff, our anniversary trip. Before we knew what travel hacking was, we actually stumbled upon that kind of king card that everyone loves that says is the best beginner travel hacking card, and that's the Chase Sapphire Preferred. So my husband opened the CSP, Chase Sapphire Preferred, and if you look on Instagram and you're learning about travel hacking, you may hear it referred to as like the blue bank card. Mm -hmm. Um, That's because, I don't know, they have weird rules about what you can put on Instagram, but that was our first card, but that was well before we knew what travel hacking was. So and that was his card. But me, mm-hmm. for me as a person who like discovered travel hacking and really got into it, once I knew the concepts of travel hacking and wanted to do it, I got my not just first travel hacking credit card, but my very first credit card ever of my whole life. And no. let me tell you, yes, yes. That's so it exciting. Was- It was empowering because I realized, and my husband and I share bank accounts and we share our finances and we're totally on board with that. It's not that I wanted something separate from him, but when, so I just never did open a credit card, right? He always opened the credit cards. I was an authorized user, but I actually never opened a credit card myself ever. When I graduated from high school and in college, I just had debit cards. I never mm-hmm. had a credit card because again, I thought they were evil, right? I didn't yeah. need a credit card and they were evil. So why was I going to have one? So when I started travel hacking, me personally, my very first card I ever opened was not one that maybe some people start with, but it does have a transferable currency, mm-hmm. and that is the American Express Amex Gold Card was my first, Ooh. and I just felt like I was on top of the world when I got that credit card. When it comes in the mail, it's heavy. It's one of these Ooh, like yeah. heavy credit cards. Oh my gosh. And I just felt so special <laughs> that I had my very own credit card, and that was my first one. And I had a trip in mind, and that's kind of, this is not my tip of the week, but it is an important tip. It's helpful to know what your travel goals are when you're opening credit cards. People chase after sign-up bonuses, but depending on your travel goals, it might look different. So I, in this situation, kind of was chasing after a sign-up bonus, but it, like you said, it went up after I got the card and I was Mm. devastated that I missed out on like the ultimate high sign-up bonus, but I got started right away. And I tell you what, some people have varying opinions on the MX Gold, but I still love the MX Gold. It is a good card because I was being very practical even when I signed up for it because I thought, what do I spend money on? I spend money on groceries and eating out. 
Yeah. I do. Whatever. I hate to cook. Oh, don't hate me. Don't hate me. I'm not a chef. And so I do have to buy some level of groceries for my family. But then we also tend to eat out more than we should. And the MX Gold was perfect for that because you get four times points. So I thought, oh, four times points. That sounds good. I was new to the points in my world, but I knew that that sounded good. And then the other thing I love about my MX Gold is I have a Rakuten account, which if you don't know what Rakuten is, it's a shopping portal. So when I do online shopping, I can first, if I'm going to buy something from Old Navy for my kids, get them some new school clothes for the new year, instead of just going to oldnavy.com, I will go to Rakuten and click on Old Navy and then you earn cash back. And anybody can do this. Rakuten is great for anybody. You do not and have to free, have right? a credit card. It is free. It is totally yeah. free. You do not need to have a credit card. You don't need to have an Amex credit card. You can just get cash back and it comes back quarterly, four times a year. Mm -hmm. But if you do have an Amex Gold, which was my first card, then you can, instead of getting cash back, you can choose to get Amex membership rewards points back. The reason that you would want to do that instead of getting cash back is because it's the whole concept that Points and Miles is built on. We all know Points and Miles go further with travel than anything else. So Yes, yes. So it's the same, but you can take it further with Amex. So gotcha. I, I, that was my first card, the Amex Gold, and I have loved it. Okay, so let's transition now to discuss our tips of the week. I know that I mentioned earlier that I learned about something called 524 after I already applied for my first card, and it kind of threw me for a loop. So what 5 of 24 is, is it is a chase rule that says if you have opened five or more of any credit card from any issuer within 24 months, they will not approve you for their cards. And Chase is kind of a big player in the game. Chase Ultimate Rewards Points are a wonderful transferable currency. They yes. have so many hotel partners, so many airline partners. I'm obsessed with them. Kind of my entire strategy is directed at them right now because I feel like I have so many cards that I can um, keep stacking. And when I applied for that Southwest card that I was talking about earlier, that put me at four of 24 because the prior year uh. I had gotten an Amazon Prime card. I had oh. gotten a Best Buy card. You know, I had some Christmas shopping to do and there were these little 20% off your purchase if oh. you open a card today. And yep. so everyone's done it. When I learned about the Chase Sapphire Preferred, of course, I immediately wanted that card because that's your big transfer partner card. And I think we'll talk about that in a specific card episode um, in the future. But I wanted that card, but I knew that if I got it, then I was full. I was at 5 of 24. I couldn't do anything else. So another thing yeah. we'll talk about is business cards because I switched my strategy and went hard at the business cards so that I could keep doing things in the meantime. Mm. So I would love to know what you have to say about your tip of the week and your thoughts on 524. Uh, well, before I get into my tip of the week, 524, I have to tell you this weekend, I about died. I literally almost fell out of my chair because someone who is very dear to me, who shall remain nameless <laughs> to protect the not so innocent, 
um, I was talking about travel hacking and she was wanting to get into, get a card. And she said, oh, but don't be mad. I just, I just opened an L.L. Bean card because I wanted free shipping. No. I said, what did they give me? Free shipping. Not the free shipping. Oh my gosh. When I think of that, you could have a thousand dollars worth of travel for opening one card. You can leverage that for like a thousand dollars worth of travel. And she opened it for free shipping. I, it's okay. I love her. I love her. It was a teachable moment, <laughs> but is that is now painful. in her credit history and it takes up a 524 spot. So yep. with her, if she wants to get into Chase cards, that's going to be there for the next two years. They're going to mm-hmm. see that she opened that LL Bean card. So it's okay. And everybody has done this. Everybody has thought, you know, you get to the cash register and they're like, oh, you can save $50 on this purchase. You're pre-approved. Do you want to open this? Sure. Why not? Like it has happened, right? Happens I have to done the best. it. Yes. <laughs> Before it I do. But now we have learned, right? And we are sharing so that others can learn, right? How to uh, be more aware of what cards you open and the value that you can get from cards because there is so much value to be had. So here is my tip of the week. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am ready. It's called player two. Ooh, player, player two, two. strategy. Okay. Now, not everybody has a player two, and that is okay. You can travel hack. You can get so much on your own. If you have a spouse, if you have a brother or sister that you travel with often, if you have a mom or dad or a close friend, anybody who is going to be your travel partner who you kind of want to be in this game together with, you can work together strategically to get so many more points. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like, when I signed up for my MX Gold, I did make one mistake because I was still new in the game. I didn't understand. Oh, no. I made Authorized user? Yes. Called it. You called it. You knew. I made my husband. I In the filling out of the application, I was like, of course, he's an authorized user, Mm -hmm. which is fine. He could still sign up for the Amex Gold on his own and get the sign-up bonus. That doesn't keep him from that. But what it does do is go back to your tip of the week. Mm -hmm. It counts as a 524 spot. So when you do have your player two or your spouse, don't automatically add them as an authorized user because that takes away one of their 524 spots. Instead, give them the card, put it in their Apple wallet, on their phone, whatever. You can both still be using the card, shopping online with it without them actually being an authorized user technically, right? Absolutely. So that's a little tricky. So, but with player two, what you can do is you open a credit card. At this point, the other person, you guys kind of work together on earning the sign-up bonus. Then you can refer your player two for the same credit card. They will get a sign-up bonus on their own, and you will earn the referral credit from referring them for that credit card. And that that's you kind of do that in layers, right? Throughout the year, maybe you get a credit card, then you refer them. They open the similar credit card, same credit card, and you guys can just build this huge bank of points that then you can travel together. Absolutely. That is such a great tip. My player, too, is actually my brother um, because my partner 
is not a big traveler. He is uh, a little bit reluctant and that is okay. He will go if I make him, but my brother and I are big adventurers, big wanderers. We've taken a lot of great trips together. So I have gotten him into this and we've done some great back and forth referring and it has been so awesome. I've really dragged a lot of my friends and family down into this uh, rabbit hole with me, which is another reason why I think we're here today is because we both love to share this with people. And so we really wanted to have a place to do that where people could ask questions and um, really learn from everything that we have learned. And speaking of questions, I feel like after today's episode, people's heads might be spinning. I think we've dropped a lot here. So I did want to mention that any questions that you might have, shoot us an email, hackingyourwanderlust at gmail.com. We are going to do our best to get through all the questions we receive and answer one to two at the end of every episode. So please do not hesitate. There is no dumb question in this game at all. We have some questions to start with from our family and friends that we polled and are like, what are some of the basic things that you want to know about travel hacking? Nothing's off limits. Ask. And um, my sister brought forth a question that I love because she is working to send her. She has a graduating child who she wants to send on a huge graduation trip, which is just, I know. I love that. I love it too. And so she, she's not a big travel hacker, but she has this travel goal in mind Mm -hmm. and she wants to make it happen for her child. So um, she has the flight part figured out. I've helped her. She actually chose to go the Amex gold route and she's working on that sign up bonus to earn an international flight, enough points Mm -hmm. to transfer with the Amex transfer partners and get an international flight. But her question was, what about international hotels? What credit card should I get? What's the strategy for international hotels? And so I think a lot of people think that all the major hotel chains, like we kind of in our minds think of them domestically, but they're all over the world. Yes. They're all over the world. So Chase, if you go, it's kind of easy because no matter what route you go with credit card first, if you go into the Chase Sapphire family first, Chase Freedoms, Chase Sapphires, Chase family, you can transfer to Hyatt, which does have some uh, all-inclusive properties in other countries. They don't have quite a big of a footprint internationally, but they are everywhere. I have found all of the places on my bucket list, all of the bigger cities, I've always managed to find a Hyatt because Hyatt has amazing redemptions and a really good award chart, which we will definitely talk about. As my middle schooler would say, I am a Hyatt stan. I don't even really know what that means, but that's what she would (laughs) say. (laughs) We're too old for that. Yes. The, The kids, the kid lingo. So Hyatt definitely has properties in Switzerland. Switzerland and Paris, all over Europe. There's definitely plenty of Hyatts. So that's kind of the Chase family. You have IHG, which is Holiday Inn Express. No matter what card family you go with, Amex Gold transfers to Marriott all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. You can go with your same credit cards, whether it be Chase credit cards, Amex credit cards, Capital One credit cards. You can transfer them to hotels that are international. So you really don't have to. You Maybe if you want to research your destination and see what Mm -hmm. hotels are available there, then that's smart. I like when people have a specific goal in mind, right? They say, what credit card should I get? I don't know. What credit card do I get? And I say, well, where do you want to go? 
Yes. Because look and see what hotels are there. And then that's going to inform us of what route you need to go with your travel hacking. Absolutely. And it's also good to keep in mind with the international travel that some of these cards have amazing travel protections. And we can get into more of that in depth. But there are cards that offer trip cancellation protection, lost luggage protection, rental car insurance. There's cards that offer global entry credits and TSA pre-check. Lots of great stuff there. So that's something else to consider after you kind of figure out which hotel brands you're interested in staying at, then kind of weigh the benefits of a particular card. I think that this is an amazing tip. And what a great question. Thank you to her for sending that in. I'm glad that we could answer that one. Well, that brings us to the end of our very first episode. We are so glad that you're here. Can I just say that if you are listening to this, we so appreciate you and so glad that you want to kind of jump in and learn more with us along this travel hacking road and journey. And on that note, can I just tell you something that would be so helpful for us? We want to share the knowledge and experience that we have gained, but we do hope that if you decide to sign up for any of these credit cards, would you just consider either using our referral links or that of a friend or family? You know, share the love. You don't need to Google for a credit card link. There is someone in your life who would absolutely love to have the referral points. <laughs> absolutely. That is the cardinal sin of travel hacking. Never Google a credit card offer. Always use a family or friends link, please. Doesn't have to be ours, although if it is ours, we would be absolutely grateful. And another thing we will ask is if you enjoy this, please give us a review and subscribe in the podcast app of your choice. That would be so helpful for us. It will allow us to keep doing what we're doing, to get more content out to you, to allow us to grow and to bring you on this journey with us. So let us give you a little glimpse into next week. We hope you will join us again. Next week, we're going to dive into our favorite credit cards, which Joanna, I know what you are excited to share about. But people have to listen. They have to tune in next week to hear all about our favorite credit cards and some of the places that those credit cards have taken us. Yes, absolutely. I am so excited to share because some of my favorite cards have some really good offers right now. And you might be surprised about what they are. Okay, Joanna, where can they find you on Instagram? Yes, I am on Instagram at Hacking Our Wanderlust. So please find me over there. I would love to see you. And Mary Ellen, where can they find you? They can find me at Family Travel for the Win. And that is with the number four because, you know, I'm cool or something. So it is at <laughs> Family Travel for the Win. Love that. You can tell so we're a competitive excited. family, right? For the win, like who says that? But our competitive family. <laughs> well, the kids say it all the all the time. They say um, FTW. I'm going to share lots oh. of middle school gems with you, by the way, because I just good learned. Because I have I have an upcoming middle schooler, so you need to get me ahead of the game so that I will Ooh. be ready. It's a big transition. I know. So I got to brace change. myself. Okay, everybody. Well, please join us next week when we share more hacking your wanderlust tips. Thank you for joining us today at Hacking Your Wanderlust podcast, where travel begins on a budget. 